Hey everybody, good afternoon. We are so excited to be sitting here on a super sunny, warm day. Uh, we're in North Dakota, but we have a guest on the line and her name is Amberly Snyder. I know most of you know her from the movie that was made about her, Walk Ride Rodeo. And are you at home in Utah, Amberly? I am actually home for two seconds. So <laughs> I am just soaking that in. Well, thanks for giving us um, some time on your very short time at home. Well, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Tisa. Well, we would like to get started today. First and foremost, thank you again so much. We do have a couple things we'd like to dive into. We know you're the expert. Our first question for today is, how would you define trauma, Amberly, and what has it looked like in your life? Oh, if I was to define trauma, I think that that, you know, that's going to shift for every person. I think trauma is, is an involvement in something that's going to affect, you know, um, affects you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and all of those things. And it can be, I mean, it can be a physical trauma, but it can also be any of those other realms as well. So for me, I define trauma as an event that has happened in your life that made a shift in you and shapes how you might behave differently afterwards. Um, so for me in my life, you know, I've had, I've had trauma, obviously physically with my car accident, you know, I had to physically be completely different when my legs don't work, but the trauma that comes from that mentally sometimes, um, plays a bigger role than even the physical part. And of course I've had other traumas, whether it's with my horses or with relationships or something of the sort that continues to affect. And like I said, to me, it's, it's something that has affected you as a person and then is going to shape how you behave after. And I feel like I've had traumas that do just that. That's great. I love how you um, touched on physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I think most people in our industry know about your physical journey, rehabbing and everything that kind of, not everything, but some of the main things that have happened on your journey and definitely the parts that played out in the movie, but emotionally and spiritually, were these topics a little harder to address and talk about, you know, with the general public? You know, I've been pretty lucky that I think God created me to be a person that is fairly open. You know, he's, he's kind of allowed me to be that way. And so sharing my story in that aspect has been okay to be able to talk about it mentally um, and emotionally and, and to admit that, you know, that I've had hard days. I think sometimes people who have followed my journey feel like it's just, um, well, I guess they could think that I've just been positive from day one. And I can tell you that is not true. And it's not even true this many years later that every day is easy. I mean, there are some days that I just sit down and cry about this, or I get really mad and frustrated and probably say words I'm not supposed to, but I mean, there's all that kind of, of, I don't even know journey maybe is the right word that you have to go through. And I share the majority of it. I definitely don't share everything that I go through. Um, some things are still pretty personal, right? But I am, I am glad that God created me as a person that is okay. Sharing the majority of what I go through. Or did the, you know, the experiences as part of the journey help you, let's see, develop that to share with people? 
Probably both. I would say both. I think that I've, I was, have been like that since I was younger. I mean, I've always been somebody who is pretty open, but I do feel like that when you're put in a, in a position or a spotlight, right. Where people are going to lean on you and they're going to look to you for an example. They're going to look to you for strength. They're going to look for you to you for motivation and inspiration, all of those things. And when you're given that, um, that opportunity or even that responsibility, you know, it's, it's both right. It's an opportunity and it's a responsibility. I think that I, I fall into both of those categories, you know, then, then you find yourself in a position where it's like, okay, you know, you either rise to the occasion or you're going to fade out and you probably won't fulfill the purpose that you're set out to do. So when you're stepping up, you literally had to step up and get back on the horse. Absolutely. This podcast is all about horses and what they can do for us. How has the equine athlete worked as your communal, yeah, excuse me, communication line with maybe the general public or people you have ran into that you've helped with just life challenges like you were alluding to? And how have horses helped communicate to you to keep going and to keep stepping up? You know, my horses are God-given, 100%. I believe that the horses that I keep are ones that are meant to be in my path. I've, I've rode a lot of horses in my life from the time I was little, even until, you know, the past couple of years with my accident. And there's horses that are meant to stay in my life. And then there's horses that are just meant to be a part of the journey as a stepping stone for one thing or another. And the ones that are, are meant to stay in my life, man, they're pretty special. You know, they all know that something's different. There is no way that I'm going to try to pretend that they don't know that my legs work. They are that they don't work or whatever way you want to say it. Like they know, they know that they are not there and they know that they can take advantage of it if they want to. Some days I swear they just hold their heads up just to be funny because they know I can't reach them. I mean, there's all of those things, but the horses in themselves, I mean, there's such a peace that they bring to your heart, right? There's such a happiness that they communicate right to your heart. They skip all the outer stuff. They skip all the, the tragedy. They don't care what you look like that day. They don't care what your, your day has been. You know, they, they look through all of that and just want to peer into your soul and help you feel better. So I've been pretty lucky with that. And I think that everyone can be, if you have that relationship with a horse and that communication with a horse, and you allow them to be that for you, then, I mean, they can, they can pull you to a, a place of freedom and a place of happiness that you possibly have not been able to feel before. That's really powerful. I've watched um, quite a few past interviews and, and your movie, of course, and other podcasts, listen to other podcasts that you've done. And there was a point in your life where I believe you told your mom, um, your sister and your mom were keeping power legged up and you said, sell my horses. I can't do this. It doesn't feel right. Like maybe the first or second time you rode after your accident. Have you ever thought about if that was followed through and where would you be without horses? You know, I, I, uh, I remember the day that I told my mom to do that. And I think that if I had thought she would really do it, I might've not said it. <laughs> so that's that's the great thing about my mom is that I can throw threats at her uh or tell her to do things when I know deep down you know what the actual circumstance is going to be so 
I think if I, if there was really a chance she would have sold my horses, I probably wouldn't have told her to, but it was, I was so mad and so frustrated that I was like, that was the only thing I could do. And, and my hatred bottled up to somewhere and somebody had to be in front of me that I could throw it at. And that was just her. So thank goodness she didn't. And I, I mean, I guess I could try to piece together where I would be, which would mean I'd, I would have found more horses and, and done that, but yeah, so I, I'm glad that that wasn't even the case at all. I've just been able to have the ones I have and the ones that have come in and out of my story since then, you know, they've all been pretty big and thank goodness, thank goodness. I don't have to try to tell you where I would be without them because absolutely. So that just made one other question pop up in my head where, and I know your mom's not here, but where do you think your mom as a mom, I'm a mom, Tisa's a mom would be without horses, just knowing those were your outlet to the world. Like I knew she knew you had the strength, but you could get there through horses. Do you ever think about like how horses played horses in your life played such a huge factor in her mental health? Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like for both of us, you know, the horses, horses have always been special. I mean, they're a part of the reason, you know, not the reason I guess, but part of even the bond that me and my mom have has been through horses. And so she knew that by having them, you know, I mean, even, even right now, she power lives at her house and I, we're both grateful for that. She gets to have a piece of me with her all the time by having power there. And, and I, you know, I get to have one of the biggest horses in my whole life, um, be taken care of by my mom. So there's such a, a relationship attachment that is, is created just through that horse. Right. I mean, there's a lot to be said about him. And so I think that it plays a role in both of our lives of where we're at. Um, this is kind of straying off, but coming from like working with horses day in, day out, and some of them are easier than others. There's those um, those short-term moments where you get happy or you are frustrated at the moment, but then there's the bigger picture of what horses do as far as our relationship and happiness, the overall outcome. So I'm, I'm trying to get at here. What are your day-to-day um, happiness things that happen through horses, short-term emotional things? versus long-term does that make any sense what I'm trying to say the journey versus the short term like if we were to have ordinary people come out and ride today what to look for and then the big picture I think that anytime you approach your horse you need to approach your horse in the right state of mind okay so so I think that that you know if somebody who's new around horses I think that that's first and foremost, that if you want to get the most out of it, you can't approach a horse um, on the defense, right? They know that they feel that if you want to get the most out of them, you're going to, you've got to approach them with the open heart and open mind. So even just barely, I went out to my barn. I I'm not riding until later, but just to go talk to my girls out there, my, the boys are turned out. I'm literally looking at them behind my house right now. I get to see them when I'm working inside, but my boys are outside in the back, but my girls are in the barn. And so just went out there and just gave them a couple of cookies and told them I loved them. Right. And the fact that they just walk up to the gate to do that, you know, they don't look at me and go to the back of the pen. They come up, they want to say, hi, that's the short term. The, the short term immediate gratification is that you, there's an animal that's this big, that powerful doesn't really need you. I mean, as far as for them and their, in their mental state, you know, and they want to come up and be near you. 
So that right there in itself, it can make your heart happy, right? Mm-hmm. I went out there and did that so I could come in and work and then I'll mm-hmm. be able to write them later. Um, so I think that that's the short term is just being able to feel that the amount of love and respect that these animals have for us as much as we do for them. These are huge animals, man. They don't have to do anything they don't want to. So when they choose to be a part of your life and they choose to be in your bubble and they choose to, to do these things that please you, I mean, it is a choice for them. So that I think is, is just that short-term instant gratification that you can have from them all the time. And, and then, if, yeah. that, if that doesn't put a smile on everybody's face, I don't know what would, I mean, Man, we're smiling. I we're smiling. <laughs> I know. I know because we're so lucky to have them. Yes. Definitely. Did you do a kind of a mind shift? Do you think Amberly from post-accident? I mean, I know horses you rodeoed and they were part of your life, but did you realize before your accident, what a gift they were? Like, did you have that same state of mind before your accident? You know, I, I feel like I've always, I've always loved them. Right. But I think that the, um, I wouldn't say, I don't know if like the love or the respect is, is the right word, but the value that they have for my inside well-being definitely grew. You know, that I've always loved them. They've always been a part of my life. They've always made my heart happy. But then to recognize that they truly are, you know, sometimes the reason that I even want to get up and do anything that day, like there's, that's just so much more power to them of what they've done for me. And yeah, so I would say that there's a shift. There's definitely a very different shift on, on what my horses do for me now prior to even what they did before. Right. Like, I mean, just the appreciation I have for them is grown because I certainly wouldn't be the person I am without them. Right. And how do you, what do you have to say to our listeners that are having those days? Like they literally don't want to get out of bed. You know, what's, what are their steps to get out of bed and to get on to day two when life is just that tough? I think that you have to one, I think before you even get to there, I think it's okay to recognize that you can have a bad day. You can recognize that you're not weak or, you know, you don't be ashamed of the fact that you're in a place that could be low because gosh, dang, we're human. Mm-hmm. And so if I think you have to start guilt-free, right. Guilt-free that you might be upset and you might be frustrated and you might, might not be in the place you want to be, whether it's physically or mentally or emotionally. And it's okay. Say, so, you know what? I'm okay with where I'm at because this is where I've, this is, this is what life has brought me to and work through that emotion first. And then, you know, and then decide what do you want to do next? Where do you want to be next? And how are you going to get there? How can, how can the people around you help you? How can the horses help you? How can you help yourself and, and start small? I mean, start with something simple and small that, you know, you can accomplish that day and gosh, dang, celebrate it. It can be the smallest accomplishment, but that still matters and use that happiness of that accomplishment, whether it's with your horses or without to carry you to the next one. So we know we've obviously talked about how these horses have changed, improved, benefited the whole environment around you, your family and everybody's mental state. 
but now physically, what are horses doing for you as far as your health is concerned? Physically, what are they doing for me? Yep. They, if they help my back not be so sore, they help my hips stay more free in the movement. They help my, my body stay in better shape. They, uh, I mean, all of those things like physically, physically, there are some things I can't control on my body, right? The atrophy through my legs. I can't, there's not, there's absolutely nothing I can do about that. That's just what happens when they, when your muscles don't fire, but the parts that I can control and the parts that can stay healthy. I mean, that's my job to do that. And my horses help with that getting out and moving on a horse. It's the closest thing to walking. And so for my hips and my back and, and, uh, shoot. I mean, my digestion, I mean, we can go to anything, even on the inside, like all of those things come into play with your heart getting, I mean, when I run my horses, obviously there's a lot with my adrenaline and there's all of those pieces that come through when you're on the back of a horse that physically, I know that they keep me as healthy as I can be. Could I, um, say this, it's kind of a domino effect. Like when we talked to you earlier, you had just got back from CrossFit. I know when I go work out, it's not always like, I want to go do this, but it's kind of a mindset. I want to be great for my horses. So do, do they help you in other areas to stay fit as well? Oh yeah. I mean, that's why I started CrossFit was because I wanted to improve my balance to be on the back of a horse. Okay. So that was why I started it. And that's also why I continue to go back so that I can improve my balance so that I can ride my horse better. Right. So I can ride my horse more effectively. So what does a day look like in the life of Amberly Snyder? Oh, that's, that is so different day to day. <laughs> I don't do two days the same very often. So all weekend I was at a barrel race. So I was gone. We got back last night. Well, I stopped on the way home and visited my new baby. I haven't even posted about it yet on social media, but I have a new baby. I stopped by and saw him then got up here and, um, I've today was CrossFit and working. Um, I've got a stand in a bit. I've got, then we'll ride in this afternoon. We'll probably do some choring and cleaning up at some point today. I make dinner for the crew, whatever crew that is. I have humans that come and stop in at my house. So make dinner for the crew. And then, uh, tomorrow is not even the same as today. So <laughs> it's, every day is a little bit different there's you I try when I am home I try to do CrossFit I always try to stand every day I always try to do something with the horses if I can't get to the horses riding um I have a girl she helps me she'll pony them for me or if whatever I need done I always end up doing something with the horses every day just depending on what the rest of my schedule is and then I mean later this week I fly out and go speak in St. Louis so that'll kind of shift my brother's in this week to play baseball at the bees so that'll kind of shift where I'm going to be in the afternoons I mean every day is different next week I fly to do a photo shoot for American down in Texas and as well as a video shoot for Purina so that'll shift in two weeks I have Disneyland and then it's rodeo season so then that's going to be a very different schedule altogether. That's amazing. So if any listeners want to book you, what's the, like the process or how do we get you back to North Dakota? You know, you can find me on my website, amberlysnyder.org. You can email me off of there. You can also find me on any of my social media, Facebook, Instagram. Those are probably my best ones as far as messaging. And then I'll shoot you over to my email and we'll communicate through there. That's probably the easiest way as far as booking me for an event is through one of those. And then uh, I'll get you to an email and we will figure out a date and 
go from there. Perfect. Well, is it, is it safe to say that courses are your consistency maybe though, after all that being said every day? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just had to add that. I am doing something with a horse every day. That's for sure. I mean, if I'm speaking, even that, even still, I would say I'm doing something with or for my horses, even when I'm out speaking. So yeah, that's, that's probably a good way to put that. Okay. We get that. Our brains are on horses 24 seven, not cleaning the house, but yes. that, that brings us to our last question. Amberly, what is your why? Why are you doing all this traveling? No, no set schedule. What is Amberly's why? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is life is so short and can change in an instant. So there is absolutely no reason to live with a regret of any sort or wishing that you spent your time somewhere different than what you do. So I surround my life with things that I love to do, whether that's with my family or with my horses or with my friends or any of those things. I really do surround myself with what I love to do. That includes speaking as well. So that that's why my life looks the way that it looks. The reason that I continue living the life that I live is not only for me and the happiness that I get to have, but I'm very, very lucky that I get to have the opportunity to inspire and motivate other people in their lives as well. So if I can have somebody who watches my life and watches what I do or watches that I can continue on, and that gives them the hope to do the same in their life, then I'm serving the purpose that God put me here to do. That's amazing. And I think there's so many, there's big life-changing moments that I'm sure people call you and message you about, but I don't even think we can begin to touch on the little things that you have done for everybody. Um, even a personal story, even two weeks ago, my daughter um, in second grade, she like got bullied a little bit at school, just not a big deal, but just like everyday school stuff that first and second graders go through. And she came home and I found her in, the, um, in our barn with her barrel horse. And she brings them up, you know, we do adaptive and therapeutic riding. She had them in the wheelchair ramp. When I found her, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I got pushed off the swing set today. And you know what I told myself? I'm going home to ride diamond because if Amberly can saddle her own horse from a wheelchair, then I can saddle my own horse too. So it was like, just your story helped her get through recess that day. I can't even believe how many lives you've touched. Oh, I absolutely love that. And tell her I <laughs> say that I'm proud of her. <laughs> She'd be I'll tell her. She'll oh, be happy to hear. Yeah. And we get to talk to you. Like this is priceless. You're making a difference everywhere. Thank you so much for what you do. And we are here to support you no matter what. Well, thank you for that. We'll see you soon. Hopefully we'll get you booked on a nice spring day here in in North Dakota. See you later, Amberly. See you later.